here we go. It's October the 17th. It's a Tuesday, Rumination Tuesday on Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. With me will be Pastor Mark Smith. And what we're going to be taking a look at is the hymn, Holy God, We Praise Thy Name, which just so happens to be the hymn for this coming Sunday. So let's listen to it. God, we praise thy name. And it's called the German Te Deum. Why is that? Because the Te Deum that was written centuries before, this is a versification of the Te Deum and praise to the Holy Trinity and to Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. The German version was written by Roman Catholic priest Ignaz Franz, who died in 1790. So we don't mind using hymns that are written by other denominations because if they are correctly talking about Jesus Christ, law and gospel, and our resurrection, we love to hear them. The translator into the English was Clarence 
A. Walworth. He died in 1900. And he was a Presbyterian who became a Roman Catholic priest after a brief flirtation with the Episcopal Church via the Oxford Movement. Part of his religious training took place in Belgium, where he probably encountered this German Te Deum. The popularity of this English version is evident in many hymnals, both Catholic and Protestant, in which it has appeared. The hymn appears in Lutheran hymnals with varying numbers of stanzas, namely four or five verses. And it's kind of interesting to take a look at this with Mark Smith. Mark, what do you think of this hymn? Oh, this is an old familiar hymn. I remember this, you know, from the early days of my youth when we used the Lutheran, the old Lutheran hymnal. Uh, one n note I would add to your introduction is the complete seven stanza version of this versification of the Te Deum Laudamus may be found in the Lutheran service builder. So, so we we Lutherans originally have seven stanzas of this uh, of this version of the Te Deum. Yes. It's a great hymn. I love it. I, 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 what I particularly like about it is it, it talks about his kingdom of glory with uh, uh, what we find out about that in uh, Revelation chapter 7. Yes. It's uh, under the heading in our hymnal as biblical canticles. Right. What does that mean? <sighs> well, a, a canticle that's a, a canticle is a, is an old uh, form of the liturgy. That's about all I can say about it. But it's uh, it, uh, of course it's it's solidly based on scripture. Yes. So let's take a look at it. If you'll stanza one. Read that and explain it, please. Okay. Holy God, we praise thy name. Lord of all, we bow before thee. All on earth thy scepter claim. All in heaven above adore thee. Infinite thy vast domain, everlasting is thy reign. My first question is, what does it mean all on earth thy scepter claim. Yes. What's a uh, scepter? That's talking. A scepter, of course, is the symbol of uh, kingly power. And I, I believe yes. this is talking about this is talking about Christ's kingdom of power. We talk about his kingdom of power, which encompasses everything in the whole universe. Uh, armies, navies, uh, na national governments, uh, even even uh, galaxies and, and planets, that's all belonging to his kingdom of power. All on earth, thy scepter claim. He, he is, uh, he's the king over all that. That usually comes about in the liturgy when we do the general prayer. Aren't we claiming his scepter there? 
Yeah. When it says thy scepter, what I think what it's referring to, uh, Tom, is that uh, it's talking about he's he's we are not the master. He is the master over everything. So in a general prayer, we're asking for healing for those who are sick or depressed, etc. We're asking for peace in the world, as you were mentioning, uh, peace among the armed forces, but also peace among our families. Right. That's right. I agree with everything you just said. All in heaven above adore thee. Who would that include? Okay, now he proceeds. He's talked about his kingdom of power, but now he lifts our sights even heavenward. Uh, and, and that's what it will encompass in the following verses. All in heaven above adore thee. Now he lifts our sights to uh, his kingdom of uh, his kingdom of. Let's see, his kingdom of power is everything on earth and in the universe. Uh, His kingdom of uh, grace is his church on earth. And also uh, his uh, glory, kingdom of glory, of course, everything in heaven as well. And that's what verse 2 begins to say, and I'll read that. Hark the glad celestial hymn. Angel choirs above are raising, cherubim and seraphim in in unceasing chorus praising. Fill the heavens with sweet accord, holy, holy, holy Lord. So, what's a celestial hymn? That's a heavenly hymn. Celestial is yes. heaven, heavenly. Do we have any examples of that in the Bible? Uh, I would say uh, Revelation, the book of Revelation, talks about, uh, specifically I'm thinking of uh, Revelation 7, where it, uh, I, I believe that's what the, what is being pictured here, where it talks about uh, oh, the, the apostles, lo, the apostles, holy train, and... Uh, the prophets, yeah, the apostles and prophets, as well as martyrs, and all the all the angels of heaven. I believe you could also say the celestial hymn the shepherds heard at the birth of Jesus. Yes, that's a good example. Right, absolutely. Yes. In fact, that's part of our liturgy. What is it? The is that the Sanctus? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Yeah, it's it's the same hymn. It's the same essential hymn that was sung by the uh, the angels over the fields of Bethlehem. That's right. And yeah. the shepherds went fleeing to Bethlehem to check it out, and then they went around and told people about what they had witnessed and what they had heard. That's called evangelism. Right. So, Angel choirs above our raising. But then what's this cherubim and seraphim? Cherubim and seraphim are two uh, specific ranks of angels. Uh, the cherubim 
Um, well, they're usually pictured in artwork as being those cute little cubit, uh, cupid-like angels. Uh, that's that's an artist's rendition. Um, it was, I think, it was a chair. It was a cherub that guarded the the gate to uh, the Garden of Eden to keep Adam really? and Eve from uh, continuing to eat of the tree of life. Uh, yes. And then the seraphim, seraphim are talked about in uh, is Isaiah six, where they're the, they're the uh, six winged angelic creatures. Yes. So we're not quite sure how these angels are of different ranks, if, as you said it, but there's no doubt that there are different selections of angels. There's also, and that's not mentioned here, archangels. Yes. And uh, that would be uh, Gabriel and, let's see, Michael. Michael. Those are the two archangels that we know of. And why are they called archangels? Well, I, I suppose because they, you know, uh, Gabriel actually said, did he say to Mary? I think he said it to, uh, no, he said it to John the Baptist's father. He says, I, I behold the face of God. I'm always looking at the face of God. He, he was very close to God. Yeah, he was kind of an important angel. Right. And that's what they they were, and God would use them. Uh, who knows who were the two angels with Jesus when they went to eat that meal with Abraham? Yeah. Who? Uh, I, it doesn't give their name. It doesn't give their no. rank. But uh, now, wait a minute. It was uh, the, Jesus was there and also two angels that went on to— uh, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. They went to visit Lot, and then they were going to be accosted. And, of course, the people were blinded, and so they escaped. And right. what happened to Lot's wife? Lot's wife turned around. She, they were warned not to look back, and she, she looked back as they were leaving Sodom, and uh, she was turned to a pillar of salt. Yeah. That's what he had promised. So we are not to look back either at our former residence in the kingdom of hell, because in Christ, we're in a new kingdom. That's right. All right, stanza three, please. Lo, the apostles' holy train, join thy sacred name to hallow. Prophets swell the glad refrain, and the white-robed martyrs follow. And from morn to set of sun, through the church, the song goes on. Like an apostle's holy train? Lo, train? lo the apostle's holy train. A train is like a, it's like a procession. Yes. Procession of apostles. And, uh, and you go ahead. He includes in that the prophets. Right. Uh, prophets swell the glad refrain. They follow. First, first he lists the apostles, then the prophets, and also the white-robed martyrs follow. That would be that would be all of us. 
who have who yeah. have come out of the great tribulation and washed our robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. A lot of Christians don't recognize that from God's point of view, they are martyrs because they don't die for the faith sometimes. Why are they referred to as martyrs? Well, martyr means witness. We're all witnesses. We're not all pastors. We're not all teachers. We're, we're obviously not all apostles. But he's, you shall be my witnesses, he says. We're all, all Christians are his witnesses. So through the church, the song goes on. And, of course, this hymn would be considered one of those songs. Right. In fact, Tom, I, I, I like to think that this is talking about, you know, when we're worshiping on Sunday, we don't, you know, it might be a, yes. a, a lowly attended Sunday, but as few people as might be gathered in the church's uh, building, uh, we are also worship. We're also worshiping with all the heavenly host, with right, w- with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. Where do we say that? Uh, right prior to Holy Communion, with our angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify Thy holy name, evermore yes. praising Thee and saying, and then we sing the Sanctus. This is what gives me the impression, definitely, that when our loved ones die in the faith, they don't go out of existence. They're just in the spirit waiting for their bodies. But they're in existence. They're in bliss. There's no more sickness, no more death, no more suffering, etc. And that's occurring for them right now. Yes, they are in the communion of saints, which we are also, we are communing with them at the, uh, at the altar. Okay, I'll read four. Thou art King of glory, Christ, Son of God, yet born of Mary, for us sinners sacrificed, as to death, a tributary, first to break the bars of death, thou hast opened heaven to faith. Now, at the bottom of our hymn, it explains what the word tributary means. Yes, it says a, a tributary is one who pays a tribute that is owed from the cross. Christ paid the penalty of death on our behalf. And so in that word tributary, we have the whole concept of the purpose of the crucifixion. That's right. Yes. Yeah, the cross is, uh, is prominent in this hymn. Yes, absolutely. In fact, it should be prominent in every hymn. That's right. Uh, if not... And in every sermon. And in every sermon, too. Yeah, I always like to bring in baptism, the Lord's Supper, and law and gospel thinking. So in this stanza, this is interesting. He's son of God, yet born of Mary. Yes, why, why isn't that, he son of Mary? 
it's talking about it's talking about his two natures. He's he's yes. he's divine. He's he's true God, but also true man. True man in every respect except for sin. Right. And he's the one that we sing songs to because he was our tributary. He was the first to break the bars of death. How would you explain that to a child? Uh, let's see. Well, the, 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 I think you think of bars as being like uh, prison bars. Um, yes. In fact, this is right out of uh, Isaiah. It's, it's Isaiah 25, I believe. Okay. Where it talks, talks about uh, him destroying death. His yes. death, his death has, has actually destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And the law and gospel point, the last line says, thou hast opened heaven to faith. obedience? To faith. Yeah, yes. no, it's opened heaven to faith. All who believe. We're not saved by works uh, or by the uh, type of person that we are, but we're saved solely by grace through faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. And I found it interesting in the uh, parable that's used for this Sunday, the parable of the wedding, that God, that's the king, he will tell his people to go and bring more people to the marriage, both good and bad, which means those who have a good reputation, those who have a bad reputation, and they are all saved through faith in Jesus. Well, you know, Tom, I might be I might be uh, mistaken here, but I understood it was going to be uh, Matthew twenty-two, that uh, that episode where they come to test Jesus by saying, "Is it lawful to pay taxes?" Uh, to Caesar yeah, or not. That's this week's. That's this it's the week's one we Sunday. just did. Yeah, uh-huh, right. Yeah. Okay, stanza five, please. Holy Father, Holy Son. Oh, wait a minute. Four, aren't we on four, verse four, stanza four? Thou no, art the King of glory, that. O Christ, Son of God. Yet, oh, no, we've done that. Uh, the fifth stanza is Holy Father, Holy Son, Holy Spirit, three we name thee. Though in essence only one, undivided God, we claim thee. And adoring bend the knee while we own the mystery. That's a doxological stanza, and it has a triangle in front of it, which means we stand for that final stanza. Yes. In fact, um, I appreciate two other congregations that use the old hymnal, and they never have a triangle in front of those verses. Oh, uh -huh. but we sang one that talked about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and guess what? The whole congregation stood automatically. They did, huh? How about that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a feature of the new hymnal that I really love. I really appreciate that when they mark 
that doxological stanza with a triangle. I think that's very helpful. And this is a really good explanation of the Trinity. Yes. It says, three we name thee, though in essence only one. Yeah. And and that's difficult for people to understand. God is yet three persons, yet one God. And that's why it says in that final line, while we own the mystery. It is indeed a mystery. You know, one of the most one of the most in, in involved and uh, perhaps difficult to teach was a lifelight Bible study on the Trinity. And uh, it was just so involved. And it, it is indeed a mystery. We, we, we bow the knee. I mean, we, we just can't, as simple as it is, three, three persons, yet one God. And that may sound simple, but uh, it's, a, it's a mystery that all we can do basically is bow the knee in faith and believe it. Well said. Well said. Do you know what, the, um, what Jerome's word for mystery was? Sacramentum, wasn't it? Excellent. Yes. And therefore, we believe both baptism and the Lord's Supper, which are the two means of grace, that really is a mystery. Yeah. And doesn't Paul also say we, we pastors are stewards of the mysteries of God? Yes. What does that mean, being a steward? Well, these mysteries, specifically the sacraments, are entrusted to us. Well and, said. And uh, you know we we uh, we bear the responsibility that they're that they're uh, they're administered according to His Word. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Smith, in helping us. It's obvious you like the hymn also as I do, Holy God. We praise thy name, which is going to lead us tomorrow uh, to be talking a little bit more about that uh, in our study of Proverbs. It's quite a piece we're going to be looking at. Join us at 930. God Listen bless to you. Listen to Gospel each weekday morning at 930 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132 or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.